everyone has their own style. And you might be sitting there thinking right now, like, like I don't have my own style. I don't believe that I'm on style. I simply wear jeans and a t-shirt, and like that is it. Um, the simple fact is, you do have your own style. Every single person does. Like if you look around the room, or don't look around the room right now, because then you'd be judging clothing. Um, but but if you're sitting there and and you're somebody who uh, thinks about other people, you can generally kind of guess what people are going to be wearing because people generally have a certain look that they go for. Um, but sometimes when you're your age, uh, as in high school, and even maybe my age at 22, it's easy to copy the style of someone else, right? So I remember when I was in high school, um, I came in, I was homeschooled, and if any of you in this room are homeschooled, uh, it's a sweet life. But like, I came in homeschooled to my first year of school, I was super awkward, um, and, and I was a freshman in high school, and like, I walked in, and my goal was to be like, like freshman freak, new kid to like coolest in the school by the end. Um, and so like I started working my way up, but around junior year there was this guy and he and I started becoming friends. Um, and we're still friends today, but but I was like, man, he's just cool. Like the way he looks and carries. And so I like immediately started trying to copy that style. Um, you know how it is. Uh, I bought clothing that was similar, shoes that were similar. Um, I like did my hair similar. It was very creepy on my part. Um, but that is something that's that's pretty uh, easy to do. It's all about matching the style and that moment. Um, and, and thankfully, at some point, you move past that and you really develop your own style. Uh, but people everywhere have their own style. And I'm about to name people that you might have no idea who they are, but don't worry, I have pictures of them. Um, <laughs> but they have their own style, um, or you might have heard of them. Um, what did someone say? Anyways, the first one, Austin Matthews. Don't, he's a superstar athlete, okay? Austin Matthews, I don't know what he's wearing here, but this is his style. It's a big puffy winter jacket that's sleeveless, and it's just interesting. Um, yeah, but why would you have a sleeve? Anyways, that to me is super weird. Then I could go with a super generic one for myself, um, and this is like the person that I thought of first when I thought weird style, John Mayer. Dude's a weirdo. Like, did you call it? Yeah, because he's a, he's a, like, that was the most normal style picture I could find from him. Um, and like, he does weirder stuff. Uh, go watch this most recent music video. Um, it's weird. Uh, and, and John Mayer, kind of weird. Another person that has weird style, Zendaya, is always wearing something weird. Uh, I'm not trying to trash any of these people. Um, I'm just saying that like the clothing they're wearing is not what you normally see walking down the street. Another person, Daniel Thomas. And like flowery pants and a hoodie and chocos. It's quite a look. Um, but the thing is, it's all different, right? Every single bit of it is different, but nobody really cares. Nobody really cares that the style that people have is different. It's like, yeah, these people dress different than I would and dress maybe different than you guys would. Um, but in reality, when we see that, like, man, Austin Matthews wearing that weird green jacket thing. Like, you're telling me if I had that, I wouldn't probably wear it a few times. Like, absolutely I would. Um, because it's just a own style. There are a lot of styles out there are a lot of different types of clothes and just like there's a lot of different styles in that way there's a lot of different styles of prayer 
Last week, we followed Jesus up the mountain um, to see his prayer life, to see what it looked like, to even see him pray in general, to see who he was. And as, as we continue our, our mini-series here in the month of August on the mountain, I want us to, to take um, a look at today a couple styles of prayer, and I want us to act on them. Um, what we're about to do is we're only going to spend a few minutes in discussion in class, then we're going to do something um, for hopefully the last 30 minutes. Um, but I want us to go through five styles of prayer that I think that if we implement them into our prayer life, we are going to have a stronger prayer life. The first one is praise. Um, go ahead and open your Bibles to Colossians chapter 4. Um, on a few of these, we're going to go to scriptures to kind of see uh, where these blend in. Some of them are going to overlap a little bit. But what I want us to do is, is to start um, just by this style of prayer or this this type of prayer we can have in our prayer life. Colossians chapter 4. And, and I want you to understand, as we go into this, a lot of this might not be information that you're like, that's new and revolutionary. What I want this to be is a time for you to look at yourself and challenge yourself and say, um, in my prayer life, do I let these things um, be a part of of my prayer life. Um, so Colossians chapter 4, we're going to read verse 2. It says, Continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. That's, And we're going to go to 2 Timothy in a little bit and, and see more. But what he says is, hey, let your prayer life be one with thanksgiving. And I want to ask us the question is, how often do we allow our prayers to be full of praise? Because I think about, and I don't mean to go back to myself, in high school, like, like when I was just walking through life, I would pray and like never would praise God. Like it was the thing, it was like, yeah, the last thing I'm going to do is tell God he's awesome. And then I remember sitting there in a class on a Wednesday night and, and, and the youth minister where I grew up mentioned something about prayer. And, and my reaction, I was like, like, oh, I need to praise when I'm in prayer. And, and this whole idea of praising God and prayer came up. And I want to ask us this question, when we pray, do we praise God? Do we tell him how awesome he is? Do we thank him for all the amazing things he's done for us? Because in reality, we can pray like that for 24 hours and, and probably not even scratch the surface of thanking him enough. One thing that's so important about prayers of praise is that it allows us to remember who God is. It allows us to remember that he isn't just a genie, that he isn't just somebody who we're like, yo, God, give me this. And he like gives it to you. Give me this. And he gives it to you and allows us to remember that, hey, he's a supreme being who loves us and we can praise him and thank him constantly for the things he has done. For us. Another type of prayer that is beyond important is a prayer of confession. Um, it's no secret, and by the way, if you want to go ahead and be turning to, to Psalm 32, Psalm 32, it's no secret that every single person on earth sins. We could go to scriptures and talk about it, um, and that would be great, uh, but I think that most of us would probably have a conscience where we would know um, that, yeah, we sin. There are things in our life that we do are wrong. Um, what I want us to do 
And, and I, if you look back to your day right now, you could probably look at a moment where, where you did something that was contrary to God, where you sinned, where, where you lived your life in a way that was against Scripture. And you could probably look at yourself and be like, boom, there it is. There's where I messed up today. Or there's a place I messed up, and there's a place I messed up, and there's a place I messed up. I want us to read Psalm 32, verse 5. I acknowledged my sin to you, and I did not cover my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of, of my sin. How often do we confess ourselves in prayer? Because here's David, he's writing this, and, and he's saying, hey, I'm going to confess my sin to you. I'm going to acknowledge the fact that what I've done is, is I've done something wrong, and I'm going to come and confess it to you. How often do we pray about that specific sin in our life? How often do we sit down and say, Lord, please help me today. I, I, I lied. Today, I, I did, I, today, Lord, I gossiped. Please forgive me for that. Lord, today I struggled with pornography. Lord, today I struggled with all these different things. Lord, please help me with those things. Please forgive me for those things. And go to God and talk to him in a way of saying, Lord, I know you know, but let me just tell you what I did today. And confess those things to him in a way that he knows that you are truly sorrowful. When we do those things, not only will he forgive us, like it says here, you forgave the iniquity of my sin, but it gives us a peace of mind. This part of prayer will help us grow and to improve. Another part of prayer, supplication. Um, I think that when we say the word supplication, I know some of these are like, like these are like the official like five parts of prayer. Um, supplication is this idea of asking God for things. Like, you're asking God to supply your life with things. This is the part of prayer that I think we've mastered. Um, if you think about, I, we talked about this last week a little bit. Like, when we are praying in general, it's like, Lord, please give me this. Um, please give me this. Please give me this. Uh, please give me this. Let's go to Psalm 143 real quickly. Not real quickly. Um, the 143rd Psalm. We're going to go over here. Um, there becomes discussion... That, that there are points that we get too honed in on this. Um, and when I say we get too honed in on it, I think I mean, I say I think I mean, it means that sometimes all we do in prayer is ask, us, is ask God to give us things. God, please give us this. Um, God, please heal us. Please keep us safe. Please watch over us. Please guide us. Please be with all those who are in the military. And all those are valid prayers. Sometimes that's the only prayer we pray. But just because we're sitting there and, and we might be like, all we do is ask for things, just because that might be the most common form of prayer doesn't mean that it's a wrong form of prayer. Psalm 143.11 says, For your name's sake, O Lord, preserve my life. In your righteousness, bring my soul out of trouble. Um, in verse 9, he says, Deliver me from my enemies, O Lord. I have fled to you for refuge. This is David going up to, uh, to, to the Lord and asking God for things. We have a beautiful way to go ask God for things. And something that, that I want us to think about as we think about this idea of a prayer of supplication is this idea that, that our prayers, when we ask God for things, may show us 
when we think about God. And I know that may not make a ton of sense, but think about this. If you look at what you've asked God for recently, and it's a bunch of tiny little things, how small do we think God is? If the extent of us asking God for things is, is for him to bless our food, is that what we think God can do? And if we look at our lives and, and look at the, the requests we've made of God and see how major they are, maybe we're sitting here and, and the things we ask God to do in our lives are major. Maybe that means that we see him as a major part of our life. Supplication is a crucial part of our prayer life. Another part of our prayer life that should be um, active is intercession which is this idea of praying for one another in a spiritual sense. Let's go to 1 Timothy. 1 Timothy chapter 2. Um, what we're going to see here, and, and we're running sort of, so we're running short on time, just in the timeline of things. 1 Timothy chapter 2 verse 1 says, and it's going to include three things that we've talked about today so far. First of all, then, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for all people. He goes on and says, For kings and all who are in high positions, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. All right. So it's this idea of praying for one another. Um, the coolest thing happens when we pray for other people. It helps other people. And I know that's like a, like a generic statement that is something that we would all say we know. But the fact is, it's a reality that when we pray for somebody, it's going to help them. These prayers of intercession allow us to think about these people and allow prayers to be flowing on their behalf. Can you imagine what it would be like if you were sitting in this room and you knew that there was a person in this room right now that every single day woke up and immediately said a prayer for you? immediately said a prayer for, for you to be growing, for you to be strong, for you to have strength to enjoy the temptations, and you constantly knew that you had somebody praying for you. How cool would it be to roll out of bed and be like, man, I've got somebody praying for me. I don't want to let them down. Today is a good day for me to be an encourager and a light. And the whole process of benefiting others, when we're praying for other people, it gives us a huge benefit as well because it allows us to think about the needs of other people to be focused on people other than ourselves and live that idea of humility that Jesus so passionately brought to this earth to be focused on the outward instead of the inward. And I think about everyone in our lives and you think about people and think about like who in my life, who in my life needs prayer right now? Something that's really neat is that every single person needs prayer every single day. And that is something that we can do. Um, all right, meditation is, is the other form of prayer. Now, when I think about meditation, my mind immediately goes to Kung Fu Panda um, <laughs> because I'm five. Um, most of us, though, are going to have our minds go straight to these Eastern religions where they sit there with like their hands folded or like out like this, cross-legged, like trying to empty their minds of all things, right? That's what, when we think of meditation, that's generally what we think of. But we as Christians have a unique ability to meditate in prayer in this way where we have an opportunity to fill our minds um, with things uh, 
from God's word and pray for those things. If you were at Horizons, you might remember um, a guy named Matt Cook gave a morning devotional about praying the scripture. This is exactly what meditation would be. It would be a time for you to sit there and open your Bible and read through it and, and read a part of it and sit there and say, okay, what's that make me think of? I'm going to pray for that. Or maybe it's a time to sit down and read a passage and let it sit on your mind and then pray about you applying that to your life in a very specific way. We have to meditate in our prayer. And if we can take these five things and throw them in our prayer life, and, and maybe it's even making a list of these things, and sitting there and saying, okay, when I'm going to say my prayer each day, when I'm going to go set aside time, and I'm going to go off on my own and, uh, and, and say a prayer, what, I'm, what am I going to do? And you have a list of these five things, and you go through and you say a prayer for one thing, and you say a prayer, and you take a part of your time to pray for all these things. Our prayer life will be a lot fuller. What we did in class at this moment is we had the teenagers split into different groups. And privately, in private prayer to themselves, we rotated through five stations where we discussed pr where they prayed about praise, confession, supplication, intercession, and meditation. They went through those five stations and prayed those five types of prayer and spent around five minutes at each station. On this podcast, I want to give you the ability to do that. I'm going to say one of the types of prayer and have two and a half minutes of silence that I will allow you to say a prayer. And then I will say the next type of prayer. As you are sitting there listening, this will give you the opportunity to go through the same exercise that we did on Wednesday night in class. The first type of prayer, and no matter where you are, if you're going through life, you can pray this prayer. Um, you will have silence to do so. Is a prayer of praise. You have two and a half minutes starting now.
your next prayer, and I hope the prayer of praise went well, your next prayer is going to be one of confession. Spend the next two and a half minutes confessing your sins to God. For your next time in prayer, spend time praying in supplication, this idea of asking things from God for yourself. You have two and a half minutes to pray this prayer, starting now.
This next prayer that you are going to get to pray is intercession. This beautiful act of asking God to be with other people. You have two and a half minutes of prayer and intercession starting now. Your next part of prayer is meditation, this idea of focusing on the scriptures in prayer. You have two and a half minutes of meditation and prayer starting now.
as we wrap up this week's class, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for listening to this podcast. And I'm going to take this time when I am in this type of setting to say if you have been listening to these um, classes since we have been posting them, thank you so much. Um, If you've been listening to this class and, and praying along, I hope that you have taken as much gain from it as we did um, when we studied this on the Wednesday night that we studied it. Thank you guys so much for everything that you do for the kingdom and have such a blessed day.